0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I wanted to talk to you about RotoBaller.com. Win big in 2022 with RotoBaller.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use RotoBaller's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value plays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. Welcome back everybody to another episode of bub in the bloom episode 15 can i talk about some mlb trade deadline predictions possibly what to do when moves happen as we've had two trades already many more to come after this show once you're listening to it and whatnot uh, you can find myself on twitter at bdentric, and my co-host is always on twitter at ryan bhq ryan bloomfield how we doing man?
2: doing doing great feeling refreshed got a haircut this week for the I show know, got 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 for the for the youtube viewers uh, the youtube population of our our listeners or the live stream i guess watchers got the got the props in the background updated hung hung some pictures i'm i'm refreshed feel like a new man
1: this week Beautiful. Beautiful. That is great to hear. Hair looks great. And we even have a hair question for you later. So that that's beautiful. That's we not, do. We definitely do. not for me. I don't know if it was meant for me or you, but I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> and I'm going to go out on a limb here and a very sturdy limb that it's for you. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, Good good times, good times had by all. Uh, but we have some fun stuff. I mentioned we have two trades already that's gone down, a lot more rumors to go, like everyone already saying their goodbyes in their final home games. So like a hey Mancini went out with a bang. Did you see that today? Off Josh Lowe's face?
2: Off the face. Off the face and and, wow. and ruled a home run.
1: How I is that a home run? Because like, it didn't hit the glove. Like that's the, the I mean, usually the rule
2: is if they don't touch it, fielder yeah. does it, which is crazy to begin with, but that's a whole other thing. Um but it definitely hit. Gosh Clearly well, touched him. Joe Clearly it, touched it got him. Got him in the face. You look like a but, soccer player when it was all said and done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna complain too much about it. That was a cool moment for Mancini. Yeah. And then like they had the last last weekend, or I guess Sunday was the Wilson Contreras like yeah. send off. It is a little awkward. They're doing these like send-offs before they actually get traded. Like what happens if Wilson Contreras just shows back up as a cub next week?
1: I doubt it, but I I, I doubt it, but it'd be uh one of those. Well, nothing would surprise you these days. So, like Xander Bogarts earlier on Thursday was rumored to be getting shopped around. And then after the game today in the locker room, I was literally reading like 10 minutes ago, he was told by the team that he's not getting traded. He told reporters that. So, like... Who knows what's going on? Fun times. On. The rumor yeah, mill. Got, we've got Is Heyman it, tweeting, Otani rumors, Why' Otani's pitching. And, and just don't follow Nightingale. Remember that, everybody. Just don't follow Nightingale. Oh. That was a long time during uh, the, the lockout. Yeah. So don't do bringing, it. Bringing, bringing back
2: memories of that. Actually, there were tweets this last week about the international draft, which oh, yeah. which kind of brought those memories back to yep. MLB and PA. Doing all that fun stuff. I don't know. Let's not talk about that. that yep. was that was That was rough times.
1: Well, why don't I give you the floor? Because we have some fun stuff coming up, and if uh, as we record, it's the twenty eighth. Most you'll be listening like twenty ninth, so you have like two days to make this happen and get yeah. the discount. So why don't you plug away one of the best events of the year?
2: Yes, for sure. First pitch Arizona, November third through 6th. we We've <laughs> already got uh, some 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 a pretty brisk sign up page, which which is awesome, especially a, a few first timers. Definitely, or more than a few first timers, and we like to take care of those folks. You were a first timer last year. Bubba so you can attest to that but um the yeah the early bird registration deadline um expires at the end of July so end of uh, July 31st uh I guess overnight into the first it's your I guess chance to get the the lowest rate possible for registration and registration includes the three days game tickets a baseball forecaster all, all our books that we do in the off-season at HQ so um Really, like, if any listeners out there, if anyone has questions on the fence, whatever, feel free to hit me up as a as a veteran of of FPAS. Hit up Bubba as a as a as a newbie, as a rookie. Really, is just an amazing weekend. We were talking about it before, but probably probably hitting up some golf right before the event kicks off that Thursday, November third. So, any listeners who play golf and are, and are interested in going to First Pitch Arizona, let me know. We will uh, we will get you set up and just any other questions or whatever. And again, if you're a listener want to hang out, drink on me, let's yeah. let's do it. Let's have some fun and and just hang out and talk baseball for a few days in uh in beautiful Phoenix,
1: Arizona. And Ryan's not kidding. Like I I think Toby and I recapped it because uh, it was my first time on our pod way back in October last year and I mentioned to people that it's not just for fantasy baseball fans. It's for baseball fans. It's like a great baseball weekend. Obviously, you have the fantasy twist to it, which is awesome. You get to meet amazing people. So, I, I highly recommend it if you can pull it off. It is a commitment. I get it, but it's yep. a well worth it commitment. It's awesome. And Ryan's not kidding because um, I, I've I talked to Ryan many times. I've had him on my show many times before, but uh, we met up at one of the games. We each got each there a couple beers, had a great time. Like it's it's a good good week we and play some poker at night. It's. You make a lot of friends mm-hmm. that I still talk to to this day since meeting there. So it's a, it's a great time, and I highly, highly recommend it. I've seen some of the newbies, um, and we're not trying to be rude by calling them newbies, but they are newbies. Um, they've already tweeted out. They signed up, and they're looking forward to go, and I think it's awesome. It's great to see, and I hope the more the merrier. So if, I, if you have questions, Ryan's got all the answers probably. I can at least give you some excitement to it, and we can have some fun. So I highly recommend checking it out if you can.
2: Look! Look forward to those beers in the second row of the folly game. Finding the next uh, Joey Weimer, which which yes. we were we were all over with 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 Toby with Eric Cross with Chris Clegg, right yeah. behind home plate last yeah, year. That I'll- was a it was
1: blast. I'll let people behind slightly behind the curtain when uh, Brent sent out the email for people to send pictures in from last year. I almost sent him the picture of Joey from when we were sitting behind him in the dugout. But I was like, yeah, he probably wouldn't get the joke as well as we would. <laughs> but like all, all, everyone, all the insides would know what a picture of Joey would be. That's, that's all I need to know. What are I the wish best? Till he's called up. Yeah, one of the best uh, live baseball experiences I've ever had. It was just an absolute blast. So, yeah, highly recommend checking it out, everybody. Uh, let's talk about some news. Andrew Benintendi traded to the Yankees. Actually just changed dugouts as Kansas City was in New York and goes to the Yankees uh, for some prospects and pitching prospects. I'm not a prospect expert. Some people actually said well, at least one of them is actually a pretty decent uh, prospect. let throw some gas, basically. Could be a nice late-inning guy with potential to be like a, a starter. Uh but Benny going to um to the Yankees, it could mean less time for Gallo, which he's earned. Uh, there's a lot of things that it could mean with Ben and Tendi there. So what are you what are your takes on this one?
2: Yeah, this was honestly like out of all of the potential trade uh, rumors so far. This I think for redraft leagues probably has the biggest impact just because there's so many like dominoes that fall because of this move. So Ben and Tendi, Started tonight, hit leadoff, and I think he's going to be uh, their leadoff guy for, for the lack of power, the lack of speed that Benintendi has um, shown this year. He, does, he is hitting 320, and he does have a 387 on base, a 398 slug. So he's almost got a higher on-base slugging percentage, which is really hard to do these days. Uh, but Benintendi probably slots into that leadoff spot regularly, should be, hopefully, at the expense of Joey Gallo and not our boy Aaron Hicks I think that's what's gonna happen now Stanton's on the IL right now um so Gallo's I guess gonna continue to get some run but uh but I think Benintendi's obviously a huge winner if anyone still for some reason has Joey Gallo on their team um you should have cut him a while ago and now you definitely yeah. can I think yeah. he misses out even more
1: and if you need even more reason to cut Joey Gallo, go look at Justin Mason's thread today about comparing yeah, his stats good. to other stats, and it just makes it like it, if he, like I said, if he really needed more help, it just makes it stand out so much more. You're just like, wow, like it's like that bad, bad. So, um, I guess one of those people go, well, he can get hot at any moment. I don't care, I really don't. If he gets hot, more power to him. He's already crushed your soul, so like, don't, don't drag it out any longer. Go take your chances elsewhere. So, hundred percent with you on that one um we'll see hopefully it's not hicks hopefully it's gallo you never know with the yanks if anything it just gives a talented team more depth you know with Gian, like you said Giancarlo carlo going out judge hope he doesn't but he always finds his way onto an aisle at some point in time hopefully he doesn't but uh it's just it gives them more flexibility which is going to be tremendous for them going forward plus a big obp asset in uh in benny so i'm with you there all right uh happened about an hour or so before we started recording tyler naquin traded to the New York Mets. This was a big bummer because I actually – sneaker, I picked him this week. I wouldn't have picked him now. But uh, he had three great (laughs) matchups in Great American Small Park against the Baltimore Orioles. I was very excited about that play. Now he goes to New York, which – I don't know. They just went and got Vogelbach. Now they got Naquin. It's an interesting situation. And Naquin went deep today on Thursday. So I was really looking forward to this weekend. And I, I even tweeted out, couldn't you wait until Monday? To uh, to trade Tyler Naquin, please, but they didn't. So, uh, what's your thoughts on this move? It's Just the Mets keep adding these kind of middle of the pack lefties right now.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. And and by the way, Bubba, Constitution does state you can change your pick mid to- mid pod if if you're if you're that good yeah. at multitasking. I'm not. It, it's if, happening. If you, right you want to if you want to swap out Naquin mid pod before we get to the weekend matchup segment, Constitution allows that. So thank you, thank you. Naquin, this is, I think this is like terrible for Tyler Naquin's Fantasy value, but basically for Bubba, the reasons you kind of said, he just kind of goes from a team and a ballpark in Cincinnati that I think would just let him play pretty much every day, uh, definitely against right-handed pitching, but even against lefties as well, I think he goes from that to yeah, just another lefty outfielder on that team. Just another lefty. You've got Jeff McNeil there. And as, as a lefty, you've got Brandon Nimmo. You've got Travis Jankowski. Then you got Tyler Naquin. So I don't really see like that. And I don't know how much the Mets actually gave up to get Naquin. Like like you said, neither of us are kind of prospect guys. So we'll kind of leave that one alone. But in redraft leagues, like I think honestly, in 15-teamers even, Naquin is, is a drop. I just don't see the playing time being there for him enough of it to uh to make that worthy so that that's the bummer and i think we'll probably talk about a couple potential reds trade targets later on i think any reds hitter that gets moved at the deadline it's a bad move for their fantasy value for those exact same reasons the park and just i mean we're both big proponents of of decent fantasy players that are decent players that rack up played appearances on bad teams. That's no longer going to be the case once these guys move to contenders and uh, have to kind of fight for playing time.
1: Yeah, it's gonna stick like we saw what happened to Jesse Winker, right? At the game. Even before the season, you saw projection sites take into the ca- account leaving Great American Small Park. And uh obviously Seattle's a big difference, but uh it's not much different in Queens, to be honest. And you just look at roster resource and a lot can change, but you already have Nemo, uh Starling Marte and Mark Con in the outfield. You have Naquin on the bench, Naquin a- potentially like platoon with maybe a Mark connor or something but you'd have to imagine Nemo and Marte are pretty much out there so it's going to drain his value in a big way not just the ballpark just playing time in general so going from hitting in the middle of the order in the most hitter friendly home run ballpark in baseball to a platoon player is definitely less than ideal so i had him in a lot of leagues and he will be getting dropped this weekend so that's a that's a big bummer this is what happens at the trade deadline there's goods and there's bads this was a bad one for fantasy value in a big big way um, this is a, a crappy one because everyone was pumped for Max Meyer getting called up, uh, recently. Well, he left his last start and now he's having Tommy John surgery. So big, big bummer there. Um, obviously you can drop him now and you probably don't have to worry about him until 2024, but, um, we keep talking about the Marlins, you know, we like Braxton Garrett. They got Edward Cabrera coming back. We didn't know where all these pitchers were going to go, but it looks like we might have some more, uh, clarification on that now.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it... Anytime like a prospect like this goes down, I mean, it, it just sucks. And and like you said, Bubba, the timing, I mean, the timing is kind of a double-edged sword with Meyer. Like I don't think we see him again until 2024. Uh, just given like I'd be, I'd be shocked if he came back early um, and, and, and pitch the end of 2023. So from that aspect, like it's rough. We're not going to see the guy for two years. That said he will be 18. I think if my math is somewhat correct, 18 months removed from Tommy John surgery by roughly opening day, 2024. So maybe Meyer is kind of a full go at that point, but yeah, just kind of hope for the best uh, definite like Dustin may vibes there. Um, yep. You just never want to see that from a prospect and just the, the fantasy angle, like a lot of wasted fab money on max Meyer this uh, season because of that, but yep. big,
1: big, yeah. bummer. big, yep. big bummer. Another big bummer. And we kind of talked about it last week with Mike Trout, where like the reports kept oh. getting kind of murkier and weirder. And it got even weirder this week. I didn't think it, it got could murky. be. Yeah. Like like we already're like, oh, there's no timeline. And now it's he has like a rare back condition or disorder. And there is no timetable for like even like a plan to get going again. This is bad. Like to the point where it's so hard to drop Mike Trout, but I really don't think he's playing again this year. Like, this is a weird one, right? Like, I'm not going to tell anybody to drop Mike Trout because that's one, like, you never know, he could wake up in a week and he's back in two weeks because it's a condition it healed because it's weird. We don't know. It sounds like it's way worse than that. So I don't know what your thoughts are on this.
2: So, so a couple of things, like, yeah, the article came out and you know, there's the update on trout and there were words in there, like no timetable. There were words in there, like this may affect him for the rest of the career for his Jesus. career, which is just like, that's, that's just scary stuff. Yep. And then you had trout come out, I don't know, a couple hours later and say, this is, you know, my phone has been blowing up. Like people texting me, like I've, I've, I've died and I'm done. And he's they hang like, his
1: Jersey up like the white Sox did
2: like the Eloy. Yes. Like <laughs> Eloy part two. And so, I don't know, the player is always going to be more optimistic, I think, than the team and the reports and that sort of thing. Um, I actually have Mike Trout in my main event. And so I've got to make this decision this weekend. What, what I'm leaning towards with Trout is keeping him for one more week. So the, the, the timetable here is Trout got a cortisone injection in his back about a week ago. And they say that it takes about two full weeks for that thing to take effect. So I just want to see, like, once the cortisone shot takes full effect, it's been two weeks. Is Mike Trout doing baseball activities or is it still kind of no timetable next week? Just because, like, I know you don't want to play scared and, and, and be nervous of your drops, but I, I, I can't. Can't reconcile unless a couple more guys go down for me this week in my main. I can't reconcile dropping Trout right nope. now. I'd probably give him one more week just to see what happens once that cortisone has taken its full course. But it's it's rough,
1: yeah. That's kind of like I'm not gonna say to do it, but I'm nervous as I'll get up. Like it's it yeah, just I'm, has the feelings kind of like last year, or just like never got better. It just feels like, and the angels aren't getting any better, so why? push it again it's getting well and that's the yep and
2: that well that's the exact same thing with last year then last year it sounded like with the ankle that he or the ankle the calf that he was pretty much ready to go in september and there was no reason to push it so um yep yep, i'm worried i mean and i say this but i I may have to drop trout i mean it just all depends on injuries and and how many of these trade deadline guys i i want to take it's um
1: it's not a not a fun decision No, it's not. It's a a knock on wood. I'm glad I don't have him this year, but uh, I hate to have that decision. Let's put it that way. I'd hate to have it. All right. uh, This one stings, and I get it, especially the Dodgers, who are just loaded with options with Andrew Heaney coming back and just they're getting healthier, which stinks. But uh, Mitch White, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been horrible. He's just not striking dudes out, which surprised me. Like, he was striking guys out of the minors. He wasn't dominating them here. He got sent back down to AAA. This is a guy I picked up in a lot of leagues. Didn't break the bank for, thank God, because I got him like a week early. But um, he's back in AAA, and I think this is one of those where you might see him come back and forth from time to time, but he's definitely uh, not worth rostering to me, obviously, in AAA at this point in time.
2: Right. Yeah, Mitch White's not the guy you 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 stash in hopes that he comes back up, which I think, I think White will. I, I, LA is going to need just some innings fillers over these last two months. But right now it is kind of that combination of a roster squeeze with Heaney coming back with Dustin May about to come back maybe in another week or two. And that combination with Mitch White, like you said, Bubba, like recently uh, he had four starts in July, 8% swinging strike rate, 6% K minus walk. Like you never want to see those numbers in single digits. So the effectiveness kind of waned with Mitch White. um, I think this is just kind of clearing some room on the roster. And like I said, I expect him to be back at some point but not worth stashing at all and even when he comes back up it might just be like
1: a kind of a long relief or three and three to four innings at a time kind of a deal 100 that's kind of a bummer but a name i'd still remember for next year if i was people just keep keep that name in mind because eventually i think we will we'll see production from him uh going forward if not yeah you can be wrong um garrett cooper wanted to bring this up went to the il but there is no designation of an injury so it appears to be covid related so uh that's the assumption because there's no injury designation so i just want to bring it up because that means he could be back like any day all with the new rules so just keep that in mind if you have garrett cooper rostered anywhere um i don't know if full panic mode is ready to set in just yet
2: I'm glad you brought that up because I made that mistake of just seeing IL and it feels like this is the twelfth time Garrett Cooper's been on the I.L. this that's year. Why I
1: wanted to bring it up because like, I was just
2: like, oh, I got hurt. hurt again. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just Garrett Cooper being Garrett Cooper. But um that's that's a good piece of info. You always at least want to just click that link and see what it is, because if it is COVID-related. They could come back. I know Mike Mustakis has been on the COVID IL for yeah. three or four times this,
1: oh, this year. Man. So maybe That's it's wild. uh one of those. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what it is. But, yeah, he might – like, literally, Cooper could be back this weekend. So you just – hopefully it's for the best. um Carlos Stanton went to the IL with tendinitis in his Achilles. I think they said he's going to be out about two to four weeks potentially. And the one thing is like, I'm a big guy. He's a big guy. He's big in muscular ways. I'm big just because I'm big. Um, but one thing I can tell you is your lower limbs, like where your Achilles are, um, a lot of weight on that when it's hurt is not a good thing. So um, he's going to need to heal that up properly before he, he can't come back early is what I'm trying to say. So I would look, I would err on the side of the longer time off is what I'm trying to say, with Ian Stan, Carlos stand if that makes sense.
2: That does. And you just tack on the fact that the Yankees probably don't need to push it with him and shouldn't. I mean, Stanton was, he was, he was struggling in awesome. a big way. Uh, oh, yeah. Like right before, like the, maybe the week before um, Achilles. He's been great this year. Um, you just wonder, like, has, how long has that thing been, been lingering? But I guess this is why they made the Benintendi move, um, yep. just to get, get another body oh, there yeah. in the outfielder. And I guess long live Joey Gallo. For now, but uh, I, I agree with you too. Like, I, I think I would always um, go for the longer end of that estimate, given that, uh,
1: given those contextual factors with Stan. A couple did you know that I heard on uh, TV today, as just for fun segments here. Um, two things regarding the Yankees I think they're like 66 and 33 or something right now like some ridiculous record Um, they're like I think they said it was like 19 and 19 over the last 38 games but they're still like 12 games in first place because they're that good so that I just thought that was impressive how good they are but the big did you know that shocked me it is July 28th do you know how many home runs Jock Peterson has hit in the month of July I'll go zero. Zero. Yeah, zero. When they said that on the, his first at bat tonight, I had to literally look it up on fan graphs because I, he had such a monster June that you just kind of still think, you know, he, he's crushing it. And I know it hasn't been as good. I'm, I'm, I'm not oblivious to that, but zero home runs in July.
2: I believe it. Also on my main event team, which not surprisingly is starting to tank, but yeah, it's uh actually Peterson. He, he played Thursday night. I mean, the giants just don't have bodies anymore. Yeah. But he's he looked terrible against lefty, Justin yep. Steele, and a couple of at-bats. But um, I, I'm going to one-up you even more. Um, and this okay. is just me venting, Bubba, on your little fun facts. Did you know? I'm going back to the Yankees here. So what's the Yankees record? Like, what, 66 and 33, 33 or something or so? like that, yeah. How many wins...
1: Does a 350 ERA? Oh, Jordan don't Montgomery. give me star. This is the guy, I vented Jordan onto. Montgomery, have yeah, on the 66. He has three wins. Yankees. He has three wins because he wins. was my, one of my bold predictions on Potapalooza this week, and I was like, he's going to have, he's going to end the season with at least ten wins. He's going to have seven wins in the second half. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. No, right? Really he's winning. getting the Matt Kane treatment.
2: Wow, this is what good is. pull. Good pull yeah, that's yeah. that's that's fair completely yeah,
1: fair. He's getting the he pitches great and gets no runs more jacob Degrom, if you want more recent t- terminology this is what it is it's uh, and it's like
2: and 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 sometimes i get like like sandy alcantara like the marlins offense is terrible so like you kind of get it montgomery like that's not a bad offense at all that's a knockout bullpen like every other contextual factor is there montgomery a couple times didn't you know not a couple times, but earlier in the season, maybe didn't go third time through the order that often. Got the early hook, but like that's really hard to do to have a three fifty RA on a sixty six win team in July and have three wins. So yeah. I feel better now that I'm getting this. Uh, we're we're way yes. off the rails, right. but uh, no, this it, is it what it's all about.
1: It's vent. vent. It's <laughs> vent. It's it's necessary. You know, we started with Mike Trout woes and just keep it coming. It's yeah. it's okay. It's what we're here for. Uh, you can get more of this at First Pitch Arizona in November. Um, yeah. <laughs> more intensity after a couple uh... <laughs> couple pops will be good. Um, all right. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, Mike Zunino, Kevin Kiermaier both out for the season. Just wanted to bring that up because a team that you know, they went and traded for Betancourt. So you have Bettencourt and Mejia behind the dish. Um, and Mejia's been banged up a bit too, so keep that in mind. And then the revolving doors in the outfield. Margot's still out for a while. So at least it might shore up some playing time for the likes of Luke Rayleigh and others. So uh any thoughts on Tampa Bay? Their lineup they put out today was impressive, to say the least. Yeah, they're starting to
2: fall apart, man. Um, I mean Bethancourt, like he, 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 he's probably rostered in most leagues, but he's obviously the primary guy there now is with Sunino officially out. Still still got going back to last week, still got the Mighty Quinn on on their roster. Uh um, gonna get to play a lot, it sounds like it 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 does sound like I mean he's one of the few like righty bats or I guess he's a switch hitter but they platoon so much that that could work. Not recommending Roman Quinn, but um, yeah, it's it's a tough tough stretch of injuries there in Tampa. That's going to be tough for them to to go very far in the postseason uh, given that and kind of the workload on a lot of their starters is starting to pile up too. So
1: no doubt about it. Um, the Atlanta Braves Adam Duvall a wrist injury had surgery out for the remainder of the season, most likely. So that was a big bummer to them. He's actually starting to hit the ball like the last week or two, which was surprising. But they have that embarrassment of riches. You know, Eddie Eddie R., the eagle, was back. Uh, You saw Guillermo Heredia, who's not a bad fourth outfielder. They might make a trade because that's what they do. Like, it's not the end of the world, but Duval done for the season, most likely.
2: Disappointing year after that, like,
1: 115 RBI
2: season last year. But,
1: yeah done and then last but not least Stephen Matz uh sprained mcl oh. out his first appearance back from the il i believe maybe second and then now he's going to be out for an extended period of time was the answer i saw <laughs> so uh when i hear sprained mcl Stephen matt's about two months of the season left maybe the postseason he returns that's my guess maybe
2: yeah. And you just, you wonder like the push off with the knee or I, I'm not, actually, I'm not sure if it's put, if it's push knee or his land knee, but either way, like there's going to be issues there, but yeah, you're right. Like Stephen Matz and I was all excited. I, I had stashed Stephen Mats. I have been, we've talked about Mats a couple times on the pod, just as somebody who had a terrible ERA, but actually pretty good, pretty good skills had 19 whiffs, seven strikeouts and five and a third innings in his first return. And then it all went away. Um
1: He's yeah. He's a drop. If, if, if you needed me to tell you that, just given how long he's out, and the irony, the last piece of venting before we get into our weekly vent of our picks, um, there will on, be no venting of my. Not picks. for you, not for you this week. No, but uh, Potapalooza. I did the bold predictions piece. It was the third segment the entire Saturday, and um, baseball, Jimbo Jamie Sneed from uh, he's over in like, I believe Britain over there. He was on the show, amazing the accent, everything, absolutely amazing. He was at a friend's picnic his first full prediction was that Steven Max was going to basically have like a monster That's second right. hand. Yeah. I, yep. <laughs> so good. So good. So like when that thing came, the alert came across, I just like, quote, tweeted it to him. And I'm just like, we're off to a good start, boys. <laughs> so That's hilarious. It was so much fun. I was probably one of the Crazier most fun segments I've ever, but I recommend people go check that out. That was pure way too much laughing took place on that segment. It was it was good. Good. Not shout out, shout, out, shout cool.
2: out Justin, real quick. Yes, Just, uh, yes. Shout out Justin and Danielle for I think raising over 3000 three dollars. Yep. So yeah. uh I was signed up and then I had to bail because of the because of yeah. the potty training situation that, that we talked about mm-hmm. last week. And and looking back, like yeah, like friends picnic, I probably could have recorded and 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 Maybe violated some child child laws by doing that, but I would have kept the kid out of the, the video. But it would have been kind of fun to watch me try and record and
1: juggle your kids' training, potty training with the video. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. It was a great cause, as always, for uh, Potapalooza. Looking forward to it once again next year. But what I am looking forward to is redeeming myself off of last week's picks because uh, Ryan took me to school. Took me to school. Stephen Kwan had the best Blood week bag. of any picks so far this season the best bloodbath um yeah it wasn't even close at least uh cutter crawford was okay but uh this was a shellacking in the best way possible
2: yeah eight so that's that's a that's a league record 18 runs plus rbis plus that's list
1: more list. than your whole season combined by the way
2: uh that that is that is a <laughs> lot more my whole season combined i've had 12 from hacy on kim caesar Hernandez, josh smith and jace peterson so thank you, Stephen Kwan, who actually homered and had like three RBI. Like it was just one of those, one of those, one of those weeks. So um, yeah, you, you that was the, you hit the gold mine. You hit it. I
1: did, and, and then your then, pitcher uh, even even Dean Kramer came through for you.
2: He got me the K's. He came through. Cutter Crawford was a I think a fine pick and actually pitched really well tonight. Just um, didn't get the strikeout a couple tonight, K's, though. but still yeah. pitched pretty well. But. Um, yeah, your Josh Harrison pick actually looked good, but then uh, that's kind of what I not predicted, but uh, worried about with Harrison is just he's old and yep. Yep. double he, headers and that sort of thing. Yep. So I think he got hurt in the middle of the
1: weekend. He got when hurt. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. He could have played it all four games. He wouldn't have mattered. Quan was on another level, another level season. this weekend. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes but uh what do you got for us this week is um i will say this much pitching's garbage when it comes to streaming this week at least on nfc formats under our rules it's garbage this week
2: yeah it 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 and actually we had to delay the recording a little bit because i had to find and pick my pitcher to to pick for this week i i i ended up going with um with ian anderson who gets the diamondbacks on saturday This may be Ian Anderson's swan song in the Atlanta rotation Mm -hmm. for right now, but I think he can actually get some Ks against that that Arizona Mm -hmm. team, which isn't, you know, obviously the best lineup out there and kind of have very little to play for at this point. Ian Anderson, for all of his struggles, his deficiencies, it has all been control-related. A 12% walk rate in July, 11% in June. The strikeouts have kind of been there. The, the, the whiffs have definitely been there. Uh, 12% swinging strike
0: on the season, 14% in June. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts that help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply
2: and Then back to twelve in July. So I'm just kind of banking on the whiffs to continue to be there and just kind of hope that the control is at least passable to get Ian Anderson five or six innings, which could net him five or six Ks. That's 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 the general thought. But it was it was it was a very difficult week to to pick pitching this
1: weekend. Yeah, the person I picked, I would never roster with the ten foot pole. Let's put it that way. I guess that this is a tough one. The yeah. only thing with Ian Anderson is what I'll mention is um I wrote him up recently for a sell low part of a column. Um, you mentioned the, the walk rates and the strikeout rates. He has like an eight percent K to walk over his last like four starts. It's been mm-hmm. bad, like really yep. bad for him. So this might be a swan song, as you mentioned. But he's still getting the strikeouts, so we'll see. Uh my pick, like I uh, pitching is by far my worst. Like hitting I usually do well in pitching, not so much. You've owned me in pitching this year. Um I went with Andre Andre Palante or Peante of the St. Louis Cardinals going up against the Washington Nationals, hopefully a team with fewer players than they have right now as we speak. Let's go with that angle first, a team that's offensively challenged, which I think we can all agree upon there. Um, and the thing with Payon, Palante, if I'm probably saying it wrong, he has at least four strikeouts and four straight starts. He doesn't go super deep in the games, but he's getting strikeouts. So I'm going to go with uh, that angle. that in the month of July, he's at least getting strikeouts. He's getting whiffs. So that's what we're shooting for here. We're not looking for the quality starts. We're not looking for all those goodies. He's given up 16 runs in 18 and a third innings, but he's also struck at 18. He has a 287 fit though. So, quote, unquote, hmm. maybe getting unlucky. We'll see. But um, it's not pretty. Like, only a 7.9% swinging strike rate. I'm not going to, like, run home to that. It uh, does have a 16.1% K to walk, which is not bad. It's not great. So I'm just hoping for, like, 4 to 5 Ks and Praney and Anderson get shelled. That's all I'm looking for because the options are bad. The one thing, I'll, the caveat i will tell people, you play on something besides an FBC because our rules is less than 50% rostered. So it's pretty bleak this week. A lot of aces going this weekend. Um, if you play like on Yahoo or something, a lot of these guys are low on like Aaron Ashby still in like 30%. Uh, he's going this weekend. There's a bunch of dudes that are like 40% or less over on Yahoo. So don't just completely just not pay attention to the weekends, but I'll tell you, but for our game, it was very bleak
2: and the other thing too like just takeaways because i i don't know how many people care about our actual picks uh maybe maybe at, at first pitch they will because we've got some skin in the game here but the i think the takeaway is like you don't need to start these bad pitchers if you yes. don't have to like for i i picked up evan phillips in my uh, main event last week for the kind of short week coming off the break had Two wins, three appearances, and a few K's. Like that, that's going to help you so much more than some of these lower bodder fees. Like a Michael Givens this week, and we'll probably talk about him later in the show. Those kinds of guys who are pitching seventh, eighth inning, who you kind of get the double whammy of probably decent ratios. Maybe you luck into a win or save or something, but they kind of double as a save spec. And maybe after the trade deadline, they they fall into that closer role. So um, I think that's kind of the main takeaway on the pitching side this weekend, heading into, heading into fab as Patrick wisdom goes deep. Off because, Alex cause, Jock, I, Cause I think and, I can,
1: I think I could jump higher than Jock Peterson right there. Goodness gracious. not man. athletic.
2: Oh my God. Athletic.
1: That was embarrassing. But, White uh, man can't jump. Apparently no, <laughs> but that's, that's
2: the, that's the main kind of, I think theme I'd take of this weekend is uh, start, start stacking those
1: safe specs. Most definitely. Speaking of uh, stacking, because pitching is what it is. Who's your hitter this weekend? So
2: he's, he's, he's the next Stephen Kwan, man. Yep. Um, no, I it's, don't hate it's, this. it's Kevin Biggio. Uh, I think just more matchup-based. Toronto has our easiest by far. Baseball HQ's easiest matchup rating as a team for hitters this weekend. They get three against Detroit, and it's all uh, Detroit righties. So it's it's Garcia, it's Hutchison, and it's – I keep G. Hill. I want to say Grant Hill, but uh, obviously not Grant Hill. It's Garrett Hill going on Sunday for Detroit. So, like, that combination of terrible pitching on the from the right side, I'm going to go Kevin Biggio in that lineup that, uh is starting to get pretty, pretty hot right now.
1: So. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I'm going Homer here because I pivoted at the last minute. We'll see how it goes. But I want Austin Slater, because I added him everywhere this week because they faced four lefties. He gets one more lefty this weekend. Yeah. But he's actually starting still in leading off first righties as well. More often than not, he's hitting righties like almost at a 400 clip since he started playing every day. Just not hitting for power, but he's getting on. He's stealing bags. Uh, Lamont Wade might start from time to time at, uh, leading off, but Slater's getting the starts, so I'll take that. He gets Drew Smiley on Saturday which is always a nice one, plus it's Will Clark retirement number night. So, you know, Slater will go deep on that one. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Austin Slater, hoping he can get on and do some damage. He already had, I think, like, an RBI double tonight and uh, off of Justin Steele. So um, I went Austin Slater looking for that leadoff guy, getting those extra ABs. bs I wanted Tyler Naquin so bad, but the um, the Reds just the Reds did Reds things. Yeah, screw, screwed up all the fun. That would have been a beautiful one. But, uh, yeah, Austin Slater for me
2: cool that's interesting on slater because i was going to ask you because i i figure i saw your pick and i was like oh they must be at least a couple lefties but only the one lefties um and and or only the one lefty sorry but you kind of answered that question before and actually mike Curlin just chimed in in the chat slater's only started one of the last three right-handed
1: pitching but did that that change so of course it changed this week the week i picked him up everywhere because before that he was playing like every day but mike Curlin the man that does uh reports on lineups all the time he would know much more than me because as a giants fan i can't even sit and watch these games thank um, you carlin I, yeah. I, I you just put better odds on, on on me winning this week it's okay it's okay he'll let it pinch hit home runs versus the lefty bullpen of uh, the cubs they probably even, they probably don't even have a left year reliever. lever I, I just i just jinxed the entire thing so uh it, it'll be glorious but um, yeah let's just see what happens it's, i I'm, i've been bad at this game i blame it all on the reds i blame it all on the reds it's all their fault this week but speaking of trades let's do some trade preview this will be fun because you know we could predict where trades go but i think it's more fun to say okay these guys are probably getting traded how do we fill those holes i think that's the important part we can't really all predict where they're going to go but it's a great exercise you, you you brought up that let's not worry about the end result on one side let's figure out the result on the other side which we can already plan for now which I think is a much wiser move. Because in reality, most of these bad teams trading guys aren't going to get too many major league-ready players to fill that spot. So they're going to have to fill it within-house more often than not. Uh, So it's definitely a good point to bring up. So we'll go around the diamond or around the league, I guess. And you highlighted MLB Trade Rumors has a great article. It's the main targets to go off of there that you're hearing everywhere. And um, let's start with the Cubs bullpen david robertson has been really good this year he's likely to get dealt michael gibbons has been sneaky good of late i heard greg jewett recently say he's probably going to get dealt as well if he doesn't he makes the most sense to fill in because he's actually filled in this last week uh most of the time not every time because you got a guy listed here that actually got to save this past week but um there are some good options and i even mentioned uh, i'll give you the floor here but f Frost is the other guy you mentioned and i uh I mentioned him on a a recent podcast as well. I was adding him, or he was in my waterfalls for a dollar. I didn't get far enough to him, but I think he's a definite one. So what's your thoughts on the Chicago bullpen, Mr. Bloomfield?
2: It's so tricky, man, because like, yeah, I think we can all agree David Robertson is probably gone and should be. Like they're cashing Robertson out at optimal value right now with a 183 RA with a .99 whip. Like you make that move. The question is, how deep are the Cubs gonna go? Because Givens is a free agent at the end of the season. So he's basically just a rental as well. So I don't know if, but I will lay out the two scenarios. If it's only Robertson who is dealt, I Givens is the guy. Yep. Givens got the save earlier. He's pitched earlier this week. He's pitched fantastic. If Givens is dealt, it's going to be tricky between Rowan Wick and Scott Efros. Like like you mentioned Efros Baba. Efros uh, is been by far like not even close to better pitcher. yeah the problem is rowan wick has closed for chicago in the past like i i can't say without any cert with any certainty really that it's going to be f Ross over rowan wick if given and roberts and are dealt but what i can do is at least side with the skills and say rowan wick even if he got the job could be out of it within a week or two anyway. So take the skills. If it's a 50-50 kind of toss-up like that, go with Scott Efrost, pick him up. I would I would still prioritize Givens over F. Frost, but there's a very real chance that both Givens and Robertson are dealt this weekend. So,
1: or on, I guess on Tuesday is Tuesday. the uh,
2: actual trade deadline.
1: Yeah, if you just look at the roster resources uh, closers chart, like Saturday, Robertson got the win. Um, Givens pitched the 10th, or no, pitched at one of the late innings. But then on Sunday, Efrost and Martin got holds. Robertson got the save. On Monday, Efrost got the save. Givens blew the save, got the win. So he would have got the save. <laughs> Tuesday, Givens got the save. So technically, Givens could have back-to-back saves. Yep. And Efrost got kind of the courtesy save his first the year. He's got 12 holds, which leads the bullpen. So they trust him in the high-leverage situations. Long way of saying I think it's Givens for sure. But if not, I, I would go with Efrost. The only reason why, besides the experience for Wick, the Cubs are so damn cheap. If they give Efros any argument to get paid more money in any future arbitration hearing, they won't do it. So it's like, we've already given Wick the closer's role. What do we have to lose? Like, go throw him back out there. It is what it is. Let's just keep Efros as a late-inning guy going forward and they figure it out from there. That would not surprise me either. So
2: glad you glad you just a quick aside glad you did that walk through bubba of and that's what if we're kind of teaching people how to evaluate bullpens that's exactly what you should do is go back and roster resource has this stuff go back through the last five seven days or whatever of those bullpen um, usage patterns and and see what you can find see who was put in the safe situation um, more so than just even looking at the uh, the results themselves so that was a that was a really good walkthrough
1: no problem. Uh, sticking with the Cubbies. Wilson Contreras, he was uh, emotional leaving Wrigley Field the other night. And uh I think it's because he got to go play in the best ballpark in baseball now in San Francisco. But maybe it's because his last game in Wrigley. I don't know. But um there's a great chance. I'd say, like, better than 95% chance he's getting traded. But there's always a slim chance he doesn't because things can happen. But you have Jon Gomes, you have PJ Higgins. Like would you be shocked if they traded Gomes too for some reason if someone came calling? Probably not. Hey, so um uh, yeah. I think he stays, but Contreras is gone. So where do you go there? Like Gomes has actually been serviceable. So that's something.
2: Yep. I mean that that's where you go. I mean, it's easy to kind of crack on on Jan Gomes, but like I mean, he has no play patience at all, but 15 percent K rate like he's putting the ball in play. And in five by five Roto where you're not playing in OBP leagues, it's just batting average. I always make this case like walks are honestly kind of like a bad thing. It's a missed opportunity, especially if 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 it's a guy who does not run and can't take advantage of those walks with the stolen bases. Uh, But getting back to Jan Gomes, I mean, he's only hitting two twenty one. He's got five homers. He's got some pop. Um, at least has had some pop in the past and really low BABIP this year. So uh, projections have him around 245 the rest of the season for Jan Gomes as a second catcher, and that's really the the space we're living in here right now. That, that'll that play, especially you kind of you, you double up the playing time with Wilson Contreras out. So um, Jan Gomes is a service, serviceable second catcher, which I don't know, in
1: two-catcher leagues, it, it works. In years past, I have. I'll raise my hand. I have rostered Jan Gomes in two catcher leagues. Like, it's not been like he's been, it's nothing flashy, but when he's out there, he produces. So, like, he was not the worst thing.
2: I mean, early, he's got a weird career. In 2014, that was his third season, his first full season, really, in the majors. Hit 278 with 21 homers. Like, he was a top five catcher going into 2015.
1: Um, and he's, he's and then, had, he's had streaks where he plays really well. And then I keep platoons and they plays really well. He platoons. It's a weird career he's had, but gets longevity for him. So that's always good. Um, an interesting one to me. I didn't really realize this was going to happen because he still has two years of options left. So I was kind of surprised by this, yeah. but everyone's like Ian Hap, They're saying he's gone. Like he was getting the Swan song too, not just, not just Wilson Contreras the other day at Wrigley. And I guess it's, you know, sell him at his peak and he's got extra years. So maybe they have to pay more for him in a trade. I just figured I, I don't see teams paying a bunch for Ian half power, speed, middle of the pack, batting average type guy, but uh, he could be gone. That's an interesting one because I, I, I saw it even before this article. like I, they, they were talking about it and it just kind of surprised me that he would be gone. But if he leaves, the outfield situation is bleak in yeah. Chicago.
2: That's, that's the thing. Like we're, we're just kind of looking for any kind of any fill in with a pulse here. And and maybe like Nelson Velazquez gets, gets regular run in the outfield. If Ian Hap is dealt, which I'm kind of with you, man, given like the, the, the years of control on Hap, it doesn't really make sense for the Cubs to, to dump him. But I don't know if they do. I, I still like Nelson Velazquez, 32% K rate and just doesn't have, um, you know, a whole lot to bring from the speed side. I guess he did steal like seven. Actually, no, he's stolen 12 bases in the minors this season, which um, is actually interesting. One of the things that, uh, this is not totally related, but like there's been some kind of, not rumors, but whispers on the minor leagues with the pitch clock. How much that has been affecting because oh, they can time when they're going to take their jumps.
1: That makes yeah. total sense. Yeah.
2: And it could actually be an issue or not an issue, like something to consider next season. So I have That's heard a from point. a few smart people that have looked at, and this came up actually with the Estuary not. Estuary Yeah. was like, yeah, how how big of that grain of salt do you take with that minor league stolen base That's number? A because great point. I didn't even think clock. about that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's kind of semi-unrelated, but like Nelson Velazquez, he's got a 15% barrel rate in 76 plate appearances, so maybe there's some pop there. But the K rate that has been 35, 36% in the minors this season, that's not going to get much better in the majors. So I'm pretty much yeah. out on any kind of Cubs replacement. It's going to be a rough outfield there the rest of the
1: season if they do have. Yeah, whoever it is might be like an in only dollar bid type guy. Like, yeah. yeah, he gets at bats. Come on down. They're all valuable there. Yeah. Um, the Kansas City Royals, this one makes a lot of sense if they can get the right return. Uh, Whit Merrifield, you know, it's not the year you'd be hoping from for, but it's still serviceable, a little bit of pop, still got some speed, maybe on a better team would change things. It's been a down season, but he's very affordable. And we know he can play infield, he can play outfield. A lot of contenders could use a player like Whit Merrifield, a lot. So – this one I could see happening. Just I don't know who I couldn't tell you, but there's a lot of contenders that could use a, a whip Merrifield. So this could be an interesting move in the next few days.
2: Yeah, and for this is this is one where like where where Merrifield goes if he does go, of course, uh, could alter his fantasy value just because. I mean, is is the team going to let him run? I mean that that is that. That is Whit Merrifield's value as a fantasy player. And and he has had that green light for years in Kansas City. And so you just you just wonder. But that's all. I mean, really, we're, we would be lying to you if we really had any idea where Whit, Mer- Whit Merrifield's going to go. I would even say like, oh, he's probably not going to go to an ALA East team given the vaccination status and all that. But that didn't stop Andrew Benintendi getting traded to the Yankees. So um, I don't even know if that's in play anymore either so they said they, they, keep an eye they on. said
1: uh i'm I sorry to interrupt you but they said yeah. um the jays were the runner-up in that so the vaccination was not an issue with that one hmm. yeah they were the second like if the yankees didn't pull it they almost had a deal in place that sent it to, to toronto and i'm just like oh gotcha okay we see how this game gets played uh so yeah i wouldn't worry about it with wit either it sounds like if there's a chance to win a title they'll take a shot so I, that, that's what it sounds like with these boys um, but and also, like, I have, yeah, who knows? And on the Kansas City side, like at second base, I don't there's, there's I don't know there. who they throw out there. It's got to be someone in the minors, maybe. Maybe we we'll get Alberto Montesi back. Who knows? I'm just kidding. It, it won't be MJ Melendez. I don't think. No, I don't think it'll be Vinny I P. Can. I don't think it would be Vinnie P either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're having an Italian breakfast at second base. Don't think it's happening. it be fun so. to watch it would be out like dude they could build a, a softball team like i've seen guys my size play shortstop and softball so they could they could build a softball team out there that would be in, entertaining for sure um let's go to cincinnati another move that definitely should be happening any day now luis castillo uh, probably pitched his last game for the reds uh recently tyler molly is another guy that could go but luis castillo for sure should be gone this is a move that could have happened the last couple years but this Definitely makes sense to happen, and, and the scary thing is, it sounds like the Yankees are the front runners, which just what they need more pitching. But um, Castillo is going to go, which just opens up another spot in Cincinnati, a team that has some sketchy pitching to begin with.
2: Yeah, and this is one like I mean you can't really do anything about it as a Castillo manager, you know you're going to get a bump in value just because the team context in Cincinnati with the the run support and obviously the park um has been terrible. So Luis Castillo gets gets a big bump. Huge shout out to uh Tanner Smith by the way who wrote an excellent if we have any if any of you guys are HQ subscribers out there, check out Tanner Smith's deep dive into Luis Castillo Um, I kind of I I put this in my article last week but Castillo who has been known for having like the best changeup in baseball for years and a really good slider those two pitches have been terrible for him this season and the fastball has been like the best fastball in the majors. so Tanner kind of digs into that kind of that's that's his jumping off point as to as to why Castillo's doing that and why he's succeeding with the heater it was it was uh it was pretty eye-opening stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it was a great article, as usual. He just puts together amazing stuff. Um, I guess the things you can take away from this is it's Hunter Green's going nowhere. That That's for sure, uh, even though his struggles are there. But right now they have a six-man rotation, technically. Uh, so if you lose Luis Castillo, it is what it is. I could see at some point this year we see a little Justin Dunn back up yep. in the bigs. That's one that... I was really excited to see before he got traded to Seattle in the Jesse Winker deal. I mean, to Cincinnati from Seattle in the Jesse Winker deal. Um, There were some good improvements last year at times. The minors have been kind of iffy this year, but I could see him getting a little September run to get some more big league action. But I don't think there's anything that's going to jump off the page right now.
2: No, nope, that, that's what I was going to say. Is Justin Dunn and even like Hunter Green? I don't think Hunter Green's pitching the the, the full season. True, I, I, yeah. he's a, he's going to be a September
1: shutdown guy. And yeah, they might just stick with level. a six man to kind of limit the innings all around because Ledolo, Ashcraft, they're all young pitchers. They all are, so it could get real interesting real quick. Yeah, I think Justin
2: Dunn has like an over. An ERA over five in the minors this year, not just to totally write him off, but you take that in Cincinnati. That's, that's not a recipe for success. He does have the pedigree, like former first round pick and was pretty highly regarded prospect with Seattle, but it doesn't look like it's coming together this year. So he's not someone you're like fabbing this weekend to, uh, to stash even in NL
1: onlys. And maybe in a perfect world, because some of these guys should get a big return, maybe they get like a fourth, a caliber fourth MLB starter that becomes a somewhat streamable pitcher. You never know. Like Castillo is good enough to on the right team. Maybe he gets, they get someone back that could fill in that, but I wouldn't hold your breath type situation. Let's go to Washington. First question for you Does Juan Soto get traded?
2: So, like, I'm a big. I'm a big muter on Twitter. <laughs> I don't like things. I don't blame so I you. put this thing out the other day. I was like, I muted an emoji for the first time. The thread emoji. Oh, the thread emoji was funny. Somewhat, semi tongue in cheek because there are some yeah. really good threads out there. So you're missing good info. I actually muted Soto after the word Soto after the um, All-Star or after the Home Run Derby just because everything was just trade speculation. I thought to myself, like, I'm, ac- I'm going to actually miss the trade itself if it does happen so um, I don't know if anything there's just so much at play with a Soto trade like it, are they going to attach Corbin to a Soto deal is there an extension involved if you're trading for Soto you've only pretty much got two more years after this on his contract before you know you're going to have to pay him half a billion dollars uh, to stay with your team that's so, the big part to me um, is you so if many you're, yeah. if you're
1: unloading the, the minor league system you better be paying him Yep, that's my big kicker. Um, I'm trying to find you the latest offer I heard, and it's um, Padres are the front runners, let's put it that way. But um, it's a, it's a doozy, and I'm trying to find the actual names here. Um, it involves I know it involves Mackenzie Gore, it involves CJ Abrams, it involves um, uh, Man, I'm gonna butcher this. I had it pulled up earlier and I lost it. It's basically their, their four top prospects. It's it's elite. Um, McKinsey Gore, Adrian Morhone, uh, the pitcher. Yeah, yeah and, long lost. Yes. Yeah. And um, their top is it's not Hummel, but another one of the top uh, outfielders for the Padres. So it's uh, a loaded return to say the least. So I could deal with that. I could. That's deal with a, this that's a pretty team. fair deal for them. Okay, yeah. so we answered that question. Josh Bell, Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz has been... I've dropped him in so many places. But uh, there's a chance they all go. Cruz should go. Uh, Bell makes sense if they can find a suitor. So how you fill in these holes? Because um, it's not pretty in Washington. Again, if they make trades for, like, CJ Abrams, he'll start already and some other yeah. guys. But yeah. I don't know if they're viable either. So but, what do you got? But that's,
2: yeah, that's so hard to predict. And, like, yeah. so I, I, I guess maybe, like... The, the the huge takeaway here, and actually I think the most important fantasy takeaway is pull up the next couple of weeks schedule for Washington and try and take a shot at which starters that are available on your wire are scheduled to face Washington. Just because you know, you know, probably Josh Bell is gone. I, I don't know how much they could actually get for Nelson Cruz right now, but yeah, not I think they would much. try and trade him. Like that could be the ultimate streamers delight over these last two months is streaming against Washington. So really how I would play this is I don't really care where Soto goes from a fantasy standpoint. I don't really care where Josh Bell goes. Um, look at your Washington schedule the next couple of weeks and try and align some rotation and maybe pick up an early stash and fab this weekend for very cheap before the trade deadline hits and before other people do this um, and see if you can kind of stack against the nationals these next couple of weeks. Cause that's going to be
1: a horrid, horrid lineup that they're uh, throwing out there. Yeah, right now, this weekend, they got Mikolas, Hudson, Palante, then it goes Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, <laughs> Bailey Falter, Ranger Suarez, Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson, Justin Steele, Marcus Stroman, and Drew Smiley. So, yeah. So, did I Did I just recommend Bailey Falter? That's oh. uh, That was the first thing that popped out, because Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett are obviously taken. So it might be DeGrom's return to the bigs, by the way. His first start back might be against the lovely mm-hmm. Nationals. Yeah. Bigs, bigs, return of the bigs in quotes. There, yeah, yeah. So we'll see if that happens. But, uh, yeah, Bailey Falter could be one. Oh man, that's good stuff.
2: Yeah. Andrew Suarez, Nola, Kyle Gibson, that following, me, yeah. Justin Steele, Marcus Stroman, Drew Smiley. So like yeah. I, I mean, I'd throw Justin Steele against this Washington lineup in pretty much any format. He kind of got screwed against. We were talking about this before the pod, screwed Thursday night defense-wise with the Cubs, but Justin Steele is someone who I actually kind of like. So um I don't know. Just 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 an idea there to uh play, you know, that, and that's what we're trying to trying speculate. to teach her is to just go ahead. Yep. The the longer, the more you speculate, you may not, it may not work out. A lot of times it won't, but if you're speculating, it's a dollar or two bids and yes, you lose, but what do you lose? Bucket to And, fab. and, and don't forget
1: deal. people you're talking to the Mr. Speculator right there. So uh, you got that going for you as well. That's right. um, Oakland athletics, they should be making a trade shortly for Frankie Montas who's been when when healthy, still very, very good. Um, he's going to go to a contender. That's not going to change things for you. You're going to keep him. But when it comes to the Oakland situation, whew, holy vay! Yeah, yeah, just uh, move on is what I would say. It's pretty yeah. much,
2: pretty yeah. much. I mean, it, it's I've made fun of Zach Logue a few times. Um, still have some some scar tissue from rostering him a few times. I guess he's back in Triple A right now. But Zach Logue would will be a
1: part of the A's rotation when Montes gets dealt for better or for worse. Yep, he will be. He will be, that's for sure. Um, Detroit Tigers bullpen, uh, Soto's been really good, but Soto, Fulmer, Chafin, they're all on the block to go. Uh, Joe Jimenez has been okay from time to time. Like, I'll pull up the uh, good old closer depth chart again so you can have an idea. It's not like they get a lot of save opportunities to begin with, but you get a, an idea of the usage pattern for Detroit here. It's uh, Soto got the loss on um, – Yep, a couple days ago, Fulmer got a win. There's been no saves over the last week, no holds over the last week. So, tells you everything you (laughs) need to know about the Tigers, honestly. And it was not the All Star break. No, no, they're just that's we can't have that excuse. No, they um, pretty much stick to the main arms later in the game, too, if you pay attention to that as well.
2: I mean, that's the kind of the good thing is Detroit is pretty structured in the pen. Like, I think Chafin's gone. So Alex rude? Lang?
1: Alex Lang? Is that a name that interests you? That's
2: not that's not a name. The, the name that interests me is, honestly, Joe Jimenez. Like, Joe Jimenez has quietly been, like, he was built up to be this stud, kind of the next Craig Kimbrell stud prospect closer right out of the gate and just completely kind of fell on his face he's jimenez has fallen back to more of a mid relief role and is putting easily uh putting together the best skills of his career so if he did climb back into that detroit uh closer gig again you're betting on soto getting dealt you're you're betting on chafing getting dealt um and you're also maybe Betting on like three or four saves the rest of the way, given the state of affairs in Detroit. But Joe Jimenez is someone, and again, if it doesn't work out, you didn't lose really any fab, and you could put him in your on your team for a week and get two or three innings of really good ratios, which is what he's been
1: providing. So. Yeah, yeah, Jimenez has been on the Bubba's teams before, so it's not going to be the that's, first that's time. Not,
2: I assume, in previous years. Which yes, which, not this year. Yes, which is not.
1: It did not, not end good. well. That's for sure. Trey Boo Boo, Trey Boo Boo is a good chance he's leaving Baltimore because they he did his swan song on Thursday. I love Trey, Trey a big fan. Everyone loves the story, but I, 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 it sounds bad, but I was I was calling him Trey Boo Boo before the uh, horrific cancer situation, I always had a soft spot for Trey. And it looks like he's going to be leaving Baltimore, which hopefully means he goes to a better ball club. Uh, even though Baltimore's been playing well, but um, what do you kind of see panning out there? Because he's DHing, so you can pretty much go anywhere with this one.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's it's really hard to tell um, which uh, who's going to fill in. Probably like a Tyler Nevin, not that not that interested. Nevin's been playing kind of part time against or m- pretty much full time against lefties, but part time overall. Um, not a name I'm really that interested in. Youth Neil Diaz is someone who is That'd be kinda, a fun one. Yep, yeah. he's in the minors. Like maybe they maybe they give him a call but uh hitting 224 in AAA this year with 3 homers, 3 steals and 137 plate appearances it's one of those where i i don't think you you speculate here on a fill in in baltimore and that's okay sure. to say like you yep. you don't want to wait i mean speculate elsewhere not every single fill in is worth your
1: time and if anything if you guys are are in AL only or NL only leagues then you can go speculate all you want, but uh, for most of our audience that play mixed leagues and you know, like their sanity, um, yeah, don't worry about them. Uh, closing situation, though, Jorge Lopez has been amazing. He's been really, really good this year. He should be traded unless they really think they're going to get it done. He's got two saves over the last week. Felix Bautista has been outstanding. Doubt they trade him. Never say never, as fiFA once said. So um, that would be the guy to go for. If it's not Felix Bautista, though, if he gets traded, where would you go?
2: uh it is felix bautista and i wonder if he gets traded is what i'm saying what do you yeah then (laughs) then then it gets ugly then it gets ugly and honestly like i don't know you're you're banking on both of those things happening. i just i just don't see it happen so i'm gonna punt on that and say felix bautista or bus felix bautista should awesome. be on fifteen teamers anyway, right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 twelve is where you are probably speculating yeah. on the closer gig
1: because that dude it's has been fantastic. Yeah, I was speculating on him this past week, like him and then F Ross. Like those are the guys I was already putting bids on this past week because I think at least one of the two is going to have a job here pretty soon. Yeah. Speaking of ba- yeah. speaking of Baltimore, if you did want to speculate, Kerlin said shed long season. It's not the worst thing curlin said because he said a lot of bad things before so like, it's not bad um colorado daniel bard has been very good good chance he gets dealt um oh. lucas gilbreth has been very very good i'll say that much but they have not been using him in the high leverage situations it's been estevez and colomay which is not pretty either ryan no.
2: um, And even if like, even if you're a bar manager, like you, I don't know, I could see this going off the rails. I think you just kind of cash out. You hope he gets traded and that's your excuse to kind of drop him. I mean, you got your 20 saves, you're playing with house money at this point. Any other reliever in that bullpen, especially with Coors and Coors is such a, like. there's some nuance to Coors's so shed long season, Mike Curlin just said was a joke. So that's good because I shook my head when he said that and then I kind of felt
1: he's lying. On he only did that because he shook your head. He, he got <laughs> caught.
2: Don't listen to him. He's all
1: about he's a big shed long fan. Um,
2: Colorado is just such there's a lot of nuance to that park factor everyone kind of I think this point knows it's not a huge home run park, but it's a batting average park. It's a major monthly park and you do not yeah. want to be pitching in Colorado these next few months when the um, when it's super dry and it's 90 degrees there and
1: it's, it's not a place you want to be. It's not a place you want to speculate for saves. Yeah, 100% with you on that one. So, yeah. And if, wherever he gets traded to, not going to be the closer. So, yeah, he's going to be gone after that. A couple more quick ones here. Jose Quintana has been surprisingly good. He's had a couple hiccups his last couple but recently, but he's been pretty good. Uh, he's likely to get dealt. And it makes total sense. Literally yeah. cash in, whatever you can right now, Pittsburgh. Um, and so there's not a ton, but one name, which – He's been bad this year, but I'd love to see him get a chance. As Tyler Beattie, put him back in the rotation. It's been brutal, but I'd love to see him get another chance. Like, what do they have to lose? Uh, Do you have any other options when it comes to soft
2: Soft spot. I don't know if it'll be Beattie. Like, I don't know if he'll be stretched out enough, but um, just kind of funny story. Everyone thinks of Bloomboards and Nate Evaldi. I started Bloomboards, I think, like in 2016, 2017. And Tyler Beatty was Nate Evaldi. Like he came up on every single board, just loved the stuff and just had that injury and derailed his career. I'd love to see Tyler Beatty come back. Outside of that, I I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with like Ronzy Contreras. They're gonna be very um conservative with Contreras. So I, I'm I'm not fishing in that pool right now for Pittsburgh. And I agree, like, where did this come from with Jose Quintana? This is this is absolutely
1: the time to uh cash that out yeah yeah cash out in a big big way uh pirates bullpen david bednar has been filthy it's weird it depends on where you listen like they're saying they're not going to deal him but then it makes sense to but he's got two options left so you got to get a good return otherwise it's not worth it that's a tricky one with bednar it really is it shouldn't be but it is so what's your thoughts on this
2: That's the thing. Like I, I, I've read those reports too, and I just think in general, for a team in a total rebuild, your closer offers very little to your actual team. And if anything, the additional years of control for Benner that should help his trade value. Like that makes him even more valuable on the trade market. So, So like, I think Pittsburgh has to make this move. There's just there's not much of a reason
1: to keep him there. Yeah, um, makes total sense. So, so do you buy into DeSantos or where are you going with that? Yeah. One?
2: Yeah. I totally buy into Yeri De Los Santos. That's been another guy again. Shout out Greg drewett They've been the uh, over at Reliever Recon, they've been on De Los Santos for for quite a while. Fantastic skills in a setup role. The only kind of question is will, will Pittsburgh keep De Los Santos in that setup role just to kind of keep him comfortable. He's a twenty-four year old. Um, but you 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 bank on these skills. Two seventy ERA, like the peripherals are a little bit down, but um fifty eight percent ground ball rate. You kinda combine that uh that strikeout rate with the ground ball rate and that's that's the ingredients you want for a pitcher. So Yuri de Los Santos is absolutely a a priority in leagues this weekend
1: for me and Fab because
2: yeah, I just think yeah, I think Bitzberg yeah. has to deal but not.
1: I'm with you. And then I'll give you the floor on the last one based on the hashtag that you put in here. You have Miguel Andujar.
2: I'll be I'll be I'll be fifty five years old and 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 wanting to free Miguel Andujar. It's just had that excellent rookie season, he even came up in a few games this season and and and, and hit well and got sent back down. I mean, it, it, some of it, I don't know if the Yankees just don't like what they see from Andujar at all. I know the defense is a little shaky. The, 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 the plate patience is a little shaky, like the on-base rate isn't there. So maybe I'm kind of making that reason for the Yankees right now. But I just think if they can get any kind of value for Miguel and the Yankees should absolutely do it. There, there's no reason to keep him in that organization. They've obviously prioritized, especially they just added Andrew Benintendi that we talked about. Um, so I just think if if Miguel and gets moved to a team that will play him, there is absolutely value there. And again, someone you could pick up for a dollar, zero dollar bids this weekend. No one else I think is going to be on except me um, and. Uh, and, and our 12 listeners, in our, in our, <laughs> yes. In our, in our thriving listenership in July when football season's coming. Yep. I, I just, it, there's no risk in, in if you have room taking a stab at Andy hard
1: this weekend. I don't hate it. He's shown power speed. Like you said, like he's been productive, like way more productive. It feels like this year than in recent years when he's given, been given a chance. So yes, free him, go for it. So I'd say send him to the giants and they platoon him. So that yeah, would, no, we don't want that. Yeah. No. We don't want that. So yeah, I, We'll see where he go. Maybe, hey, package him to Pittsburgh in the Bednar deal, and let him play every day in Pittsburgh. There we go. Or he'll send him be, to he'll Cincinnati in the, be... the Luis Castillo deal. Give him great small. That's park. the ultimate. There you go. That's the ultimate. There you go. Problem solved. If that done, happens, that will be done. amazing this week. Yes, perfect. All right, we got some listener questions. You guys came through in a big way. This was uh, this was nice. I literally have I think ten questions here. Hopefully, I didn't miss any. Um, our buddy Mike Carter came through. Uh, is Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks going to get called up this season? If so, is he worth speculative a speculative ad in a 12-team redraft league? He should get called up. Will he? You never know with the Diamondbacks. 12-team, I can't speculate.
2: Yeah, never know. Corbin Carroll just hit his, I think, 20th home run this evening, Thursday night. So he's got sitting on 20 homers, 25 bags. Like, Crazy. I don't need to probably talk about how good Corbin Carroll is. To Mike's question in a 12-team redraft league, I don't think you speculate on him unless unless you have the roster spot. But even then, I think there's just so many alternatives that are playing right now that are actually pretty good in 12-teamers that it's it's not worth it to me and you just I, I don't know you never know with these guys what the transitions going to be like so like all the play skills look great with uh with Corbin Carroll he's hitting over 300 but did have in double a this year a 25% k rate like that's one of the things i look at with these minor leaguers how that transition's going to go to the majors is the plate skills and so there's some risk there so no i wouldn't in 12s even in 15s i might if i have the roster spot um speculate there but I don't even know if he'll be up this year.
1: Yeah. The, the one, if they do want to bring him up, the one thing I'll say is Peralta might get traded. So it frees up a spot. That's, that's Uh, an option. But with the D backs, like what do they have to gain by calling him up right now? It's just, it's a tough, a tough dilemma to have right there. So the thing they
2: do, the, the thing they do have to gain is just like, you're, you're, that that transition is tough and you you're him putting him in yeah. a like zero stress environment true. for next season. So like you are giving him some at bats in September when there is just no pressure to perform. That's, that's true. That's
1: the one thing but, uh, in the chat here, James D asked a question. The answer is yes. He says, "Will we see Edwin Rios again in 2022?" to He started his rehab assignment tonight in Nashville. Yep. So yes, we will. Yep. And a great power ad. Yep. He comes back. Uh, Patrick Ryan asks, "When McCullers is healthy, what will the Astros' rotation look like? McCullers oh. made a rehab start tonight on Thursday night, so he should be back in another week or two. But yeah, what do you think? Because I saw some very smart people today. Some saying he'd be in the rotation. Some saying he'd be a long man. Long man makes more sense to me, Ryan.
2: Embarrassment of riches um, in the Houston. I mean, they could go seven man rotation. Jesus. So I mean, they like, so there's well,
1: there's rumors that Katie might get traded." that's insane
2: yeah as their sixth starter yeah i mean they're just that's that's a pitching factory uh to go back to the original question i think mullers or mullers mccullers would go back into that kind of relief role multi-inning kind of a thing i don't think they go back and throw him right away as a starter for five innings and I, i i forget i think it was a couple years ago when mccullers through Famously, through all curveballs in his relief outing in the playoffs, like that's what Houston did with McCullers a couple of years back, is is basically just put him in relief for a few innings at a time. That's how I see this playing out. Even if they do put McCullers in the rotation, like I said, I think the the, the chances of McCullers, given his injury history, consistently going five or six innings right
1: now, is just it's it's not there. I think they're going to optimize him for the playoffs as they should. They should 100%. And we saw him in the past in the playoffs with McCullers, put him out there for three or four, let him flip that curveball like 80% of the time. and It was beautiful. So it makes tons of sense. I believe this is your fantasy league uh, friend here Oregon Ducks, too. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. I remember this from previous weeks. I remember previous weeks. I thought so. He said, probably the most important question you'll be asked all season what hat are you wearing in the pick on the podcast icon? I don't know the answer to this one, so I'm I'm curious. Which podcast icon is it? Uh the the one on the actual oh, logo for Edge the Bella, show on San Jose the San, San Jose Giants. San Jose Giants. Okay. Yes. San nice. Jose Giants. I love going to those games. Got a couple of San Jose ads because they're always cheap because minor leagues they know how to support their fans. And um I haven't gone this year, unfortunately, but uh yeah, it's a San Jose Giants hat, and I like it because it's not the typical orange and black; it's the orange and white, so it's a little different. It's, it's a nice yep. little look. So, yeah, San I would Jose, not it took have me a second. It took me a second. Like, wait, this bench with little doesn't have a hat. You don't have a hat. Which one is? Oh God, you don't it. have a hat. You don't have hair. You. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, yeah, there's a shampoo question later. It's not even about me. What are we doing? Um, Tim Wyatt, great listener of the show. Um, does Christian Javier end up back in this bullpen at some point? Thanks in advance. Kind of, we already hit on that with McCullers. Um, I think we'll see. A, it depends if Arcadia gets traded for one. That's a big one. But I think there'll be some times where guys kind of, you know, there's some piggybacking going on to kind of rest guys for the postseason, as you said. So I think that makes the most sense.
2: Yeah, I think that makes the most sense, too. Like, I, I guess Seattle. I mean, Seattle's had a, a hell of a run lately, but they're still 10 games behind Houston. So Houston's going to basically kind of just manage innings with all these guys. I, I think Javier would stay in the rotation just to, just to keep that routine for him. Um, so, and like you said, or might get dealt and I, I'm not like we were just talking about with McCullers. I, I'm not sure he's that much of a threat to take rotation spots at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely agree with you on that one. Nate Curtis has a great question. Time to give up on Riley green for this year. Um, I actually wrote him as a solo target as well. It's been brutal. Brutal for Riley Green. And he's not even yeah, it's just been brutal. I want to hear your thoughts on this because you look at his stat line, just look over like the last two to four weeks. You pick your pick your pick your gap, and it's just been bad. It's it's been
2: bad. It's kind of getting worse at 286 OBP over the last month with uh two homers. And the big thing with Riley Green is he's not successful on the base pass. He's one for five stolen bases. So like that green light can go away in an instant once you start going one for five. So, um, you know, this kind of dud of a season does nothing in my opinion to kind of tarnish Riley green's long-term outlook. But if you're in a redraft league and you've got better options on the wire, I I would not hold out for Riley green turning this around all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. hundred percent with you that. His other question is thoughts on Nolan Jones of Cleveland, small sample size, but his baseball savant expected stats look really good. I've been so torn on Nolan Jones this entire time.
2: Yeah. I think like a lot of the questions originally were like, would he stay in the lineup? How's the playing time? And he's answered those 400 ABP hitting 300 scouts. Love the hit tool. The power metrics look great. Like, I'm on board right now with Nolan Jones. That that transition to the majors has gone swimmingly, and as long as that continues to go, I think he's going to play um, at least first
1: righties every day. And Cleveland, why like as long as he's right. at least not like, t- reps. like sinking like yeah, like you said with the whole uh, Carroll thing, he's out there giving reps. It makes a ton of sense. Especially the more I thought about the Carroll thing, it's like you're going to let him face this elite Dodgers staff probably at least two rotations through. If if they're mm-hmm. if he call him up soon, he's like, like in the, the Padres a Darvish Snell might be good. Musgrove, like he's going to face some pitching. He'll never see before. Like might as well let him go see it now and see what happens. So I think it's a, a great call there. Uh, Alan daily, Dele- Leonardis. daily um, says this is for you, Ryan. I guarantee you, Cause it's not for my goatee. What shampoo and conditioner do you use? <laughs> Are you muted?
2: Oh my bad. I just, I punted the question is what I did. No, that was rookie mistake. I muted myself for the shampoo question. And this is important. Like when I had the fro, when I had the COVID fro, there was a lot of shampoo going in that thing. Um, so, so cost was a, was an issue. Um, so I went, I, I went value and I'm still going value. Give me head and shoulders with old spice scent two in one dandruff control shampoo conditioner with dandruff it's like nine bucks for the big bottle and that's that's all i need so that's that's what i'm rolling with consistent with that so
1: interesting i think with the last time i used shampoo uh, pert plus maybe i don't know it was that long ago i don't know if pert plus is still around around around? i I don't even know it's still around but back in the day the green bottle that was like a popular thing so that was a a long long time ago i haven't seen a Um, pert plus bottle in yeah, I couldn't even tell you because I don't go down the shampoo aisle, so I, would, I wouldn't know where to go. Um, the uh, He has a baseball question for us, though. In light of Dustin May's uh, excellent rehab start today, and he's, they said after the rehab start he should have at least one more, and then they will reassess the plan for him. What do you expect from him down the stretch?
2: I'm very optimistic on Dustin May right now. I just think the way that – L.A. is treating the rehab, they're going to bring him back as a starter. So Dustin May threw, I think, 50 pitches in in Thursday night's rehab start when, like, three innings looked really good. And he's going to have two more rehab starts after that. So that tells me maybe he's going to go four, then five. They're grooming him to be a starter on the way back, and I think they're going to need him uh, to do that. Tony Gonsolin's been been rough. Who knows when needs going to get hurt? We again, we talked about Mitch White, his recent struggles. Like I think they're going to need Dustin May in the rotation. I think they know that, and I'm I'm very optimistic on Dustin May. The velocity looks good. Like everything looks good in rehab, and just again, the way that they're treating him with the length of his outings, he's coming back as a starter.
1: Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, you said and the fact that they. They want to give him one more start to reassess him it's like okay they're gonna see how stretched out he is and maybe give him one more the the fact they want to reassess him tells me like you said they want him back in the rotation like it's if they they didn't they would they probably bring him back after tonight if he wasn't going back in the rotation so that's a big big plus i'm with you on that one uh scott harris he already commented in the chat he said what will one do for the mets any value you think and he said thank you in the chat already so we hit on that one at the top of the show rewind to the front if you need to help on that one um gaming eight says any predictions on a new closer by next monday due to a trade we went over a bunch of those already so you're good there
2: who would Uh, be your so i mean that
1: who would be your number one who would be your number one guy bautista bautista 100 percent. like that dude like you said he should already be rostered in 15s and i've been putting specs in on i had him at points throughout the season in 12s when the streaming was bad like he's that good he's he might not be devin williams good but he's he's making a case to be that good so
2: served I'll, I'll go Bautista one but then just to give another name out there again because it's hard to kind of rank these guys we just talked about a lot of names tonight and I would go uh Yuri de Los Santos number yeah, two I just I, 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 like I said I think Bednar has gone so uh, De Los okay. Santos would be my my plan B behind Bautista if they're both available this weekend
1: that's a great one as well and the uh, last question we have here is from our buddy Todd Whitestone um Ryan which starting pitcher would be your top three out of the group of six rest of the season, five by five Roto. You have Jeffrey Springs who can't throw five innings these days. You have George Kirby. Who's got relegated like 70 pitches his last start. You have Reed Detmers, Jacob Junis, Aaron Ashby, Nick Ladello. Top three in that group. So this is really interesting. And I know this is
2: like the last question. We're, We're running pretty long, but Todd, Like all of these guys that you just mentioned, I wrote up in the speculator this week as (laughs) September slowdown candidates. And so like my, my kind of, and, and very high up on this list and on a list you don't want to be high up on. So what I did for the speculator column this week was I just took their innings pitch in 2022, compared that to the max of any of the last three seasons and, and just kind of sorted by who is above that pace. George Kirby, is actually number two behind Tyler Wells, who just got hurt. Uh, Jeffrey Springs is number three on that list. So like there's a lot of risk, Todd, in that rotation in September. I don't know, A, how effective a lot of those guys will be in September just because of the uncharted territory. And that's even assuming like that their team is going to give them full run. So that being said, I'm, I'm very skeptical on Jeffrey Springs. I'm skeptical on George Kirby, even though he just came back before the season. Jerry DePoto said that Kirby's going to be on 120, 130 inning limit for the season. Now, maybe that changes a little bit because Seattle's in the hunt. But like, I, I, I don't know how many more innings Kirby has to, to, to answer the question. I would go Aaron Ashby, number one, Lodolo, number two. And probably Kirby three, just ride Kirby until the Mariners don't use him anymore. Um, But yeah, very low on Springs. Detmers came up on the list as well. I know we kind of talked about Detmers the last couple of weeks. The the slider that he's throwing more, throwing a little bit harder, like that looks good. But but he is also in um, a little bit of uncharted territories. And then Junis, um, Junis is a decent option. He's, I think, probably going to be there through the season.
1: So there is that. But Ashby and Lodolo, I
2: think, of the clear-cut one and two there.
1: Yeah, no, the Ashby and Lodolo, for sure. Ashby's starting to really turn it around Lodolo. We've seen what he's done lately, so I think that'll be fun. Um, I would love it to be Demers, but I agree. He's hitting that Indians wall pretty quick, it looks like. Uh, one more thing from James, and it was in the MLB Trade Rumors article that Matt Moore could be on the block. Well, Matt Moore got the save tonight because Brett Martin's been so bad for Texas. Ooh, he's been – yeah. And the, the, the idea of hearing Matt Moore getting saves is just – but career uh, path, yeah. What a career path. I guess it makes sense though, if you really think about how he was back in the day. One inning might be what he needs to do. We'll see. But all right, we'll wrap things up there, Ryan. Another great time chatting with you, mm-hmm. my friend. Any final thoughts? The trade deadline. I hope it's a fun weekend. I hope they don't wait until the last hour on Tuesday. Like, give us some fun this weekend. But uh, what do you got? What you got? Yeah, give
2: us some fun. It's it's interesting because the trade deadline is like we we're saying on a Tuesday. So like, how many trades will get made before? Uh, fab runs on Sunday and then we're going to have kind of another kind of fab fab fabapalooza next week after the trade deadline. So we'll see. I'm actually going to be driving on the road the next two Sundays uh, for vacation. So fab for me is going to be a little tricky. You might have to have the wife drive for some stretches there and I'm going to be fabbing from my phone on the Palouse somewhere in the middle That's of nowhere funny. in the northwest, but uh, but yeah, no, I won't be here next week. No show for me, but I'll be back and even more refresh two weeks from now. Beautiful,
1: ready for the stretch run. But yes. uh, hope you guys, hope you guys enjoy the show. Enjoy your vacation, Ryan. Have fun um in the Palouse, as you said. And uh, we'll be, I'll be back with you guys next week. Ryan will be back in two weeks. We'll have tons and tons more to talk about. Uh, you can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan I am at Bd Intric. Don't forget the f paz first pitch arizona uh special rate finishes july 31st you got till sunday night to make it happen so highly highly recommend it if you have questions let us know but for now enjoy your, your weekend catch you guys next time